Chapter 1 Death is a debt to nature due. I have paid it, and so must you. My aunt, Joan Hamill, found that message on a New England tombstone, and liked it so much she expropriated it for her own grave, 2,000 miles distant, 6,000 feet higher, and light years in sunshine away. Since her will had made me the executor of her estate, my job was to see that she got her wishes, a tombstone with a perverse warning, and disposition of her things to the ever more distant relatives. On a November day, I found myself in her frame and stucco ranch house in Albuquerque, the city where we'd both ended up, deciding who got what, wondering, as a person might when faced with a paid debt, if anyone would be there when the time came to tidy up after me. Maybe Joan had chosen me as the executor because I had become a lawyer and the only one in the family. Maybe not. If I was the best she had, it wasn't much. Although we were related and lived in the same city, I seldom saw her. She called around holidays. I didn't always answer. I had my life. She had hers. For 30 years, she taught high school biology and went on birding expeditions. Then she retired. For 10 years, I'd been a lawyer, the last five with my own office in a building on lead. Joan had never married, never divorced. I had. When she died, she left no unfinished business that I knew of. There were no dirty dishes in the sink, no underwear at the foot of the bed. Her will was recently prepared and seemed to accurately reflect the state of her mind. I saw a bumper sticker on a 4x4 in an Albertson's parking lot the other day. Are you prepared to meet your maker, it said. If you died tonight, would you go to heaven or hell? A more relevant question for Joan might be, would your house be dirty if you died tonight? Your nest a mess? Joan's house was immaculate. That's how prepared she was. She didn't need me to do her cleaning, only her distributing. The place was delicate, neat, cluttered with knickknacks and polished furniture with spindly legs. The obligatory R.C. Gorman print of a melancholy woman was on the wall. The air was stale and thick with something that made breathing difficult. Must, maybe, but there aren't any mold-producing seasons in Albuquerque. It was tempting to walk out of there, close the door behind me, turn the whole place over to an auction house, and have them send everyone a check, but I didn't. I went instead to the desk that was earmarked for Sylvia Hamill, a cousin in Ithaca, New York, opened a drawer, and moved on to the next question. Not how prepared anyone is to die, but whether they had lived. If Joan had